You're good. <laughs> I'd like to say we appreciate being here tonight. And I know a lot of you know Terry might have made mention that he was doing a revival over at the Lighthouse, and he just said that we would pray for him, you know, and pray for this service. Um, you know, we're thankful that the Lord brought us together, and, you know, we just got back on vacation. We're thankful for a good trip, and the Lord kept us safe, you know, and seen a lot of worldly things. And, you know, and if we get a thought later on, maybe we might see how it goes. But, but I'm thankful the Lord allowed us to come back, and I'm, I'm thankful to be in his house. So if you'd stand, I don't really have a scripture on my heart. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you once again for another time and opportunity to be in your house, Lord. And we just pray that as we come together tonight, Lord, and that if there may be one here and lost, Lord, and that you can reach out to him, Lord, and touch him and Lord, just have, have them have an open heart to you and that they'd be willing to accept what you've done for them, Lord. For We're so thankful that you gave your son to die on the cross for us and that we can be saved. And we just pray for this service and we pray for the revival. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Page 
time we'll have the choir come down and we'll turn it back over to Brother Lee. Appreciate them choir songs and the singing. Appreciate Taylor and the choir. Does a great job. And, you know, they sing that song, I Cannot Repay Him. You know, I'm glad it's not up to me, you know, my salvation. You know, I can't repay for what he done for me. And, you know, he didn't just do it for me. He did it for all of us, you know. And that's the, the greatest thing about the God I serve, you know. It's not just me, you know, but he did it for everyone. And, you know, we can look out at the life that we live and we fail, we do things wrong, but I'm thankful that he did that for me, you know, and I don't have to, you know, try to come up with a certain amount of money or come up with a certain amount of things to do, you know, but when he saved me, he gave me a job to do, you know, I, I got to live for him. That's all he asked. You know, he asked for my soul and he asked for me to live for him, you know, and I'm thankful that he's that way. I appreciate being here tonight. If you'd stand, if you would. At this time, we just wonder if anybody has a prayer request unspoken. We appreciate all them hands. Anybody have a spoken request? Remember that? Anyone else? Remember Stephen, his family for tomorrow for the service, where his mom passed away, and she's a great lady. Appreciate Sylvia. Anybody else? Remember Joel? Anybody else? Wednesday night, Thursday morning, and we're still without power, so, so remember that. 
member of the community. Nobody else has anything. We ask Brother Mike lead us in prayer. Anybody at all got a song or testimony on their heart tonight? Anybody at all? More than welcome. Brad <laughs> I like to tease Brad sometimes he likes to try to tease me sometimes oh it looks like it might be you tonight huh <laughs> Definitely appreciate being here, though. Now, the Lord's good to us. He is. A lot of times I overlook him. You know, I overlook him in life, but he don't overlook me. You know, he's, he's a big God. Anybody at all got a song on their heart? When you preachers got anything? There's a couple of them. Feel more than welcome. We was driving home last night on our way home and had the GPS sitting up and Pastor Terry called. I was like, are you serious, Terry? <laughs> you know, but, but I'm thankful, you know, because if it wasn't probably for Terry, you know, there'd be a lot of times I wouldn't do the job I'm supposed to do. You know, it's... It's easy to try to sit back and, you know, try to coast in life. 
And I know when you're coasting, you ain't coasting the right way. You might think you are, but you're not. You know, it's, it's not a coast forward. It seems like whenever I'm coasting, I'm coasting backwards. And it's easy to get in that spot to start coasting backwards, that's for sure. But we might try to read something, and I doubt we preach any, you know, but the Lord allow us, we will. But you pray for us, and, you know, you other preachers, you just keep thinking about it, too, because if you, the Lord comes on your heart and you got something to do, don't be afraid. But I'm thankful to be here, and we're probably going to read in Daniel, in the third chapter. And before I read that, I'm going to read a scripture in 1 John, and this is the second chapter. It says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but, that, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. And... You know, when I got saved, he gave me a promise. You know, he gave me a promise that when I die, I'm going to go to heaven. You know, and that's, that's the best thing about salvation is that you have that promise and you have that security and that when you die, you're going to heaven. And I know you've heard uh, Terry, you've heard me, probably all these other preachers, you know, that, you know when, you, when it comes down to it, there's two choices. You know, the way we believe you're going to heaven or you're going to hell. And that choice is in your hand. You know, and when you think about it, um, the Lord allows us to be a God of our life, you know, because he gave us that choice to serve which way we want to go. He's not going to force you. He's not going to make you. Even though he could, he's not going to. You know, he's going to give you that option to choose for yourself. You know, he said, I set before you life and I set before you death. But he says, I'm telling you, you know, this is in my words, I'm telling you, you your best choice is to choose life. You know, and that's what he wants. You know, he gave his only begotten son for us. You know, and, and the Bible says now that's love. You know, love is love. The love is God and God is love. You know, and he gave his son for us so we can have that choice. So you pray and I'm going to read over here in Daniel in chapter three. Like I said, you pray for us. And I'm just going to jump down to verse 6, and just to give you a little bit of run-up to this. You know, um, there was a spot before this when Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, and it was Daniel ended up prophesying his dream to him. And he ended up making Daniel kind of like a main guy of the land and set him over some of the provinces and gave, gave Daniel the power to choose a couple other people that he appointed to help him out. And he ended up choosing Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these boys, you know, I don't know what their age might have been, but it sounded like they were younger when it all started, and even Daniel was younger. And, um, but, you know, he set them in, in charge. And, you know, before all that, when it all ended up happening, you know, after he showed King Nebuchadnezzar the dream that he had, and uh, he even told Daniel that, you know, he was talking about how good his God is. And, you know, and that he's the only God. Well, then you get into chapter 3, and now it says, you know, Nebuchadnezzar built this big old statue, this image of gold, and it was 
so big. I used to know the exact dimension of it. It was like nine, ten foot tall. It was so huge, and it took all this gold that it took to make it, and I'm sure it looked fair to the eye. You know, it looked good, and, you know, we just read that scripture where, you know, we're not supposed to have the lust of, of life, you know, but it does get in our way sometimes. You know, it gets in my way. It gets in everyone's way, and, if, and I believe if you said it, didn't it, I don't think you're telling the truth, you know, because it's nice to have money. You know, it's nice to have things in life, but the best thing is to put God first. And I believe if you put God first, all them things are going to come along. I'm not going to say you're going to get rich, but I believe the Lord's going to give you what you need to get through, you know. So you pray for us, and we're going to jump down into six, you know. And it talks about, you know, after they sit here and made this whole decree that he wanted everybody to bow down and to, and to bow to this, and he wanted them to serve this God that he made. After he just, and that's how, this is how our life is sometimes too, this is just after he got saying how good God was, but now he's going to make an image of God, what he thought, and want people to serve that. But it says, in verse 6, it says, And whoso falleth not down in worship shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, and all kinds of music, all the people, the nations, and the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Wherefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spake and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, has made a decree that every man shall hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worship it, that he should be cast in the midst of a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if ye be ready, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image I have made. Well, but if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour in the midst of a burning, fiery furnace, and who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? I want you to listen to that right there. You know, they're already beating on his God after, you know, they were praising him. You go to the chapter before, they're praising him. But it said, and who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? And then they're going to answer. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so... Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou have set up. We read that one more time. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. So you pray for us, and the Lord allow us to get anywhere we can. But like I said, I really didn't feel like preaching or, you know, but willing to try to stand for the Lord. And it said, you know, it talks about how 
you know, these guys are going through life. And it's kind of like how we are, you know, and we're Christians and we try to live for God. If you're saved, you know, you want to live for God. And sometimes we go along the bad path too, but, you know, we know where our focus is supposed to be and we know what we're supposed to do. And it says, uh, you know, it talks about how, you know, now you have a king that done went and made this big old image and he's telling them that you best serve this God, you know. So as it goes on, it talks about how they did it. Well, the thing that I always look at is you look at the other side of it also. You know, you have... All these other guys that, you know, they might not have bowed down either and worshipped either because, you know, I believe when they went to bow down and worship it, a lot of times, you know, they would always bow all the way down and plant their face kind of in the ground when they'd go to worship a god or whatever. And, you know, these guys here, they were already looking in the background to try to find these guys and trying to, you know, trying to stop them from serving God because when it said that they all bowed down and worship, they're already in the background looking, Jeremy. They're watching that these three guys aren't bowing down to their God. But, you know, we have people in life that watch us like that all the time. You know, they're waiting to see for that one thing that you do wrong. You know, you might go through life, you might go almost a whole month And you might try to, you know, be serving God. I know there's people that, you know, pray before every single meal. But you know what? If you don't pray that one time, they're already pointing that stuff out. Oh, well, you didn't do this here. You know, we got people that are constantly watching us. And, you know, we need to try to stand for our God, you know. And, you know, like I said, we went out, um, we went to Florida this last week. And, you know, as we went through Florida, you know, you try to, you see other things that are going on in life. And, you know, there's a lot of gays that were out on the beach that I seen. And there was a lot of things that we don't believe in. But, you know, if we allow them things to come after us, you know, them things, the devil can try to overtake us also, you know. And the world's got a lot of things set up and it makes it look good, Russ. The, the devil tries to make things look good and that it comes after us. But, you know, if we can be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and take a stand when it comes our turn, you know, we're going to shine a light. The Bible says that, you know, we're a city set on a hill, you know. We're supposed to shine our light because that's what the Lord's gave us. And, you know, that's what my salvation's all about is what the Lord done for me, you know. I'm thankful that, uh, you know, as a little boy, the Lord saved me. You know, I'm thankful for that. That's the best thing that I have in life. Even though I have a good family, I got a good job, I got, you know, I love my life, but I love what the Lord done for me also. You know, he saved me and he changed me from what I was. And that's the best thing about it. You know, I see people, uh, we were at the Locos game and one of the friends I used to run around with and cause a lot of trouble with. And, you know, he knows that there was, I told you guys before, there was a good group of about three or four of us. And I'm about the only one left standing out of all of them. They've all died. And there's one other one that's real sick you know and he said Lee you know he said you're a lot different than what you used to be and I said you know the Lord changed me you know I'm thankful for what he done for me I don't do the things that I used to do but it's not me that done it it's what God did for me you know and he allowed me to grow up you know when he saved me he allowed me to grow up in life you know I see what life is all about it's not about trying to cause as much trouble as I can cause but it's about what he done for me and now 
You know, I got a light to shine for my kids. I got a couple kids that need to be saved. You know, we need to pray for them too. And, and like I said, I don't always, I don't always live the best. You know, there's things that's happened this week, I'm sure, where, you know, you let yourself get in trouble. You let the world overtake you, you know. And, but I still got a job to point them to the Lord. You know, I need to point them for what the Lord's done for me. And, you know, and the best thing I can say, I can point them to church and tell them, you need to get saved in life. You know, that's what you need. Jesus is the best thing that's happened to me. And I, I, I honestly believe, you know, I forget how long ago it was, but Brandy even said to me, she said, you know, where do you think you'd be, you know, if it wasn't for us getting married and the Lord helping us? And I honestly believe I would have been dead or I'd have been in prison. You know, I, I know for a 100% fact that if I wasn't following God, I guarantee I wouldn't be here today. The Lord changed me. You know, he changed my life. And, and I owe it all to him, what he's done for me. You know, these boys here, you know, sit there and said that they made this big image of a God, but they knew who was the right person to serve. And what did they say? If it be so, if it don't happen, I'm still not bound down to your God. You know, even if he didn't come rescue me out of this situation right this minute, I still know who I'm standing for. You know, he knew that he loved the Lord. And, you know, and he, they had a job to do. They had a light to shine. But even if the Lord didn't come right back then, he came back when they got thrown in the fire, didn't he? He saved them. You know, the Lord is a good God to us. And he even sat there and showed them. It said, you know, as he, the king said, get that fire pit going and make it seven times hotter. So it said as they opened up the doors, it burned the men up and that was throwing them in. And it sat there and said... Didn't we throw three in? I see four. I'm telling you what, if you let God in your life, somebody else is going to see somebody with you. You know, your, your light is going to shine no matter what. No matter what temptations are coming across, God's going to be there with you. But you have to allow him. You have to allow God to shine in your life. And you know, and when you do something wrong, you know, it sat there and said, if I was to read on a little bit further in the first chapter of John that... It sits there and says, the Lord, you know how he is the propitiation of our sins. All we got to do is confess to him. You know, he's willing to forgive us. I have to confess on the daily. You know, I do things wrong about every single day. You know, but the Lord, he's right there calling me to him. If I look to him, he's right there waving his hands open. You know, he's come, come to me. You know, the sister says, come to me, all ye labor and heavy laden. What does he say? I will give you rest. You know, the Lord is my rest. He's my comfort. You know, even though I don't always, you know, point, point to him and make everybody see, you know, but I'm supposed to. You know, if we try to be a little bit more like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I think our lives would be a lot better and a lot easier than what it is, you know. And as I said, you know, there's a lot of things that I see out and about, and it's wrong, you know. The world is full of wrong, but we need to show them the light. You know, and I'm not telling you to go out and point them and say, hey, you need to go to a missionary Baptist church. You know, we have a service on. No, you don't have to be that. But let God use you. You know, do your job, live your life, and they're going to say, I see something a little, and I can, I can say this already. I see something a little bit different in Karen Martin. Karen Martin's a good girl. She allows the Lord to use her life. You know, and I can sit here and I can point over here. Say, I, I, I see Ronnie Martin over here. You know, just because he comes to church and sits on the front bench don't mean nothing. But he allows God to use him in his life. You know, if we allow God to use us, in, you know, 
if we allow him to be in our life, you know, things, people are going to see things. You know, your light is going to shine. And I can go all the way throughout the church and say how many people. We'd be here till midnight tonight because I about say every single person. You know, I'm not downing anybody, but half the time the message goes straight to Lee. Lee to Wiz, who the messages go to. You know, it's not just you guys. It's me a lot of times. And I'm like, you really want me to preach on something that's all about me? Is that what you want? That's what he wants. You know, because I'm not perfect. I don't claim to be perfect. He was perfect. You know, he was perfect for me. But now I just got a job to do. You know, the Lord is good to us. He treats us so good. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had trials in life that they went through. Lee DeWitt, he's got trials in life that he's going to go through. I'm going to walk out of this church and I'm going to have to face the devil. It's going to happen. You know, but as soon as you say, get behind me, Satan, he gets behind and he wraps back around and he's right there again. You know, that's what he likes to do. You know, the devil likes to be after us. But if the devil's after you, you're doing something good in life. You know, you're not doing that coasting a little bit. You know, when Terry Brock called me, I was like, man, I'm tired. I'm on my way home. I don't want to. This ain't what I'm thinking about right now. I'm thinking about hurrying up getting home. You know, but, I, but I'm glad that I'm here and I'm glad that God gives me a job to do. You know, because he saved me. That's the best thing, Eric. You know, I have salvation in my life. He saved me. I don't have to go to hell. I don't have to be scared anymore. You know, I'm, I'm thankful for what he's done. You know, I, I, the Lord is so good to us. I guess we might want to stand and give an invitation if you would. Taylor, get us a song. You know, we always sit here and see all these messages in the Bible. And as soon as, as soon as they show how good the Lord is, and this person might say, oh, yeah, he's good. They overlook it again, and it comes right back in the same situation. It's like over and over and over. I need the Lord in my life over and over and over. Every single day I need him. You know, if I, if I left out of this place and I didn't have the Lord in my life, I'd probably die on my way home if I left him out of my life. You know, that's how, much, that's how bad I need him. You know, he gives us our every single breath every single day. You know, the Lord's right there for us. Sing when you're ready. I'm thankful for what he's done for me. You know, if you're here and you're lost, you know, he just wants you to come unto him. You know, he gave his only begotten son so that you can have life. Maybe you're here and you're just not living right or you need a little bit of uplifting. Just bring it to Jesus is all you got to do. Nobody's going to criticize you. I need him every single day, every minute. But he's a good God. He's willing to help you in your life. I guarantee that if I didn't live for the Lord, I'm not lying. I know for a fact I wouldn't be here. But he gave me another chance at life. I'm thankful when he saved me, he gave me a chance at life. You know, it's your choice tonight. You know, I told you when we first started, he gives you that choice. He says, life or death. If you don't choose the life, you walk out of here, if something happened, that would be your choice tonight.
He's not going to force anybody to serve Him. I'm glad that He gives us that option. It's your choice tonight. Your choice tonight. about life and you know there's a lot of times you look at you know we look at ages in life and you might see this little eight-year-old over here and you think he's got a long time to go and you might see this person over here and that might be pushing about 75 and you're like their time they might they ain't got much time left you know this person might have a lot more time left than what this person does over here or it could be opposite you know, when you look in the newspaper or whatever, you know, you hear all the time about babies dying, two, three, four. I can name, I can sit here and say every single age. You know, we don't know what kind of time we have left. You know, if the Lord's talking to you, it is your choice. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, you're 75 years old. You might only have about two more church services left. No, I don't know what time you have. You don't know, but God does. But if God's given you an opportunity you know, Taylor, I think one more song, one more verse. If the Lord's given you an opportunity, it's the most important choice in life you'd ever make. You know, if you're lost and you need to be saved, come get saved. You know, you might come up here and just pray for a second and then go back. Maybe you might not get it tonight. I don't, I don't know your situation. You know, you might be 80 years old. You might be five, six, seven. I don't know. But if the Lord's speaking to you tonight... It's your choice. It's in your hands. It's you and God. But I guarantee as soon as you walk out, you won't even know. You might think you're going to be embarrassed. You might say, well, I'm too old to get saved. You ain't too old to get saved. The Lord's ready to save anybody. You're never too old. You're never too young. But it's your turn when it's your turn. Sing when you're ready, Taylor. We appreciate being here tonight. You know, if, if it's your chance tonight, come. Nobody's going to say not one word about you. We're all here for you. I don't care what your age might be. If you need to come, it's your opportunity. Don't pass it up. Lord's good to us. Don't let pride get in the way. There's a lot of times in life Lita Witts let pride get in the way of God. Let 
appreciate being here tonight. Anybody at all have anything on their heart? Anyone at all? And you preachers got anything you're more than welcome to? Nobody has anything. I ask you to stand to your feet. Russ, you want to dismiss us in prayer?